You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's turn after show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's turn after show. I feel like every week you guys just have to do that. I can't start until you say it. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to AfterBuzz TV, your one and only spot for after show entertainment. I'm your host, Captain Ryan Hooks. We are here to do Turn Episode 9 already. Can you believe it? Against my neighbor. That was way too quick. It seems like it's been flying by. As always, we have a beautiful panel in here. It is. It gets better looking in here every week. I don't even know what to do. (laughs) To my left, Captain Joyce. Hey, everybody. Looking at me across the table, Lieutenant Megan Salinas. Hey, everybody. General Kristen Carroll. Hey, guys. And we have a guest today. Yes. Thomas Hodge is joining us today live in the studio. What's happening, people? How y'all doing? What's his title? What do we decide on? Uh, We haven't decided. I get a title? What's my title? Well, you know, we we have this thing where we uh, are giving ranks to people. Well, Amy was a specialist. Yeah, Amy was a colonel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, What ranks have we not hit? Dylan's a major. Well, he got demoted. He was he was a sergeant for <laughs> a little bit. I guess majors open oh. then. Or sergeant. I, I think open. the obvious choice is general. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like, it's you know it's in there. General Hodge. General Hodge. General Hodge it is. General Hodge. Good. Good to have another general in here. Okay. Yeah. There we go. So for all us peons floating around the room, it's made life real easy. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll get to a lot of cool information about your stories because I want to hear more about your yeah. Your interactions we, we, with Rogers. We get into it. <laughs> We're looking forward to it. So we are this. I don't know what to do, man. Nine episodes in. We're coming up on episode ten, which looked awesome from the previews. And I mean, we haven't really talked about this much, but are, are we all in agreement? Season two is just around the corner. I I can't. I, I don't see so. how they can't do it. Hopefully, yes. yeah. yeah. I'm Please. Say, yeah. There's so much to cover in terms of history, and you know, all these stories are not. Even close to over yet. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, it, feel, it yeah. feels very pre-planned to set up for a season two. Like, some yeah. shows you know that they're already doing two and three and four seasons, and they're written that way. You know, and it doesn't feel like there's any conclusion yeah. to anything that we've seen coming, with the exception of, you know, again, with next week, quote, having a potential where they are, you know, going to storm to talk it. And hopefully we'll have some rebellion. Well, AMC crazy. always seems to have a lot of a faith in their shows. So I think at yeah. least they'll they'll push it to a season two. And yeah. um, didn't we hear that Netflix was picking them up for the whole season or something like oh, that? Oh, really? Is I that thought true? I read that. That I'm I haven't heard. Sure. What? That would be good. <laughs> That'd be, yeah, That'd be nice. fantastic. That means I can get all ten episodes at once. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a totally a binge just watcher, binge and watch. I just love to just like sit oh, home yeah, all I'm day. I'm going to be watching through this again once it comes out on Netflix. Then because to, like I mean, I'm so not. Don't thing. quote me on that. I could be totally wrong. <laughs> if it does come out on Netflix, which I hope it does, um, I would love to go back and rewatch from the beginning because I feel like from the get go, there's probably like so much that we didn't pick up on. Yeah. And then now that we're at the end, like to go back and go, oh, we should I have get it. A now. turn binge party. Oh, we can do it have day. a turn binge campaign. <laughs> yes. yes. We, that we'll have, for sure. I'm that would be saying. great. So, I don't know. All, all I can think about, though, with season two is one thing. In the American Revolution, there was a lack of faith in Washington and the American side. But Washington kept persevering, and eventually the Americans won out. And here we are today, <laughs> talking freely about America. Exactly. So, Washington can do it. AMC can do it. Season two, we'll see you there for sure. Yes. Yeah. All right, let's talk about yes. this episode because that's what's more important. Uh, I want to talk first this week about Abe and Anna. Uh, mm. Getting spicy. Yeah. I want to I throw that out <laughs> there because I mean, well, that's how the episode starts off because we, we get the flowers that are being left secretly on the ground. I was really hoping that was going to be Simcoe. I was. Was anybody else hoping that? I was looking forward to that myself. Well, I, I had a quick question, like. Um, Obviously, Anna thinks that her husband is dead. Why isn't she wearing like morning clothes? 
Like, because aren't you supposed to wear, like, black? Uh, during this time, it was definitely customary to wear black after that. Does does everybody in Did, the rest of the town? I think assume? Abe is keeping her from mourning, <laughs> as y'all can see. Well, it was over too quickly, so that's the only thing to mourn about. But also, uh, I don't think ooh. she, I mean, it was always apparent to me, it always seemed to me that they also didn't have much of a connection mm. romantically. I mean, from the a small amount of time we've seen them on screen together, I just feel like, you know, with... Abe always on her mind. It was never really Well, did she real. go back and tell everybody that he passed away as well? Because maybe then that mm. ruined something of her station. Yeah. Well, it could be that no, I don't yeah. think anyone knows. They haven't mentioned that she Yeah, said it doesn't it. seem like, you know, Richard said anything or, I mean, you think that would be news to somebody. Out. I don't think yeah. anyone knows other than the two of them because yeah. she saw well, the signature on the book. Well, they left together to go bring her husband back and, you know, Abe was going to go sell her crop. And they come back together without her husband. So I, it's a small town. I figure everybody knows at this point. Yeah. So and Caleb is freely calling him Sela. I mean, that could get around pretty quickly at some. They're point. They're keeping that under wraps, though, yeah. and that's that's we not to jump ahead, but they're they're talking about that. They feel bad for lying to their friends. Well, mm-hmm. I think you know that's something that we can cover here in a few minutes. But before we go any farther, I have something to tell you about the great Maria Menudos. Actually, I think Roya wants to tell it to you. Hey guys, Maria Menunos here, and I want to share my newest book, The Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness, with you. Basically, every woman always stops me and asks me how I lost 40 pounds, so I decided to put it all in one book. Everything I did to lose 40 pounds step-by-step, and how you can too is in here. I did it with no time, no money, and no willpower, and now I'm going to show you how to do it too. You can pre-order it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart, wherever books are sold, and it's out June 3rd, so I hope you guys love it. I hope it helps you in your weight loss journey, and please, please tweet me and update me on your progress at Maria Menounos. Thanks. And we have an advanced copy. Yes. Oh, yeah. Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness from Maria Menounos, which will be hitting bookshelves on June 3rd. That's just two days away. Uh, you can check that out. That's actually her second book about diet and fitness. So, And her recipes look delicious. Yeah, we were just looking through uh, here earlier. Like, I can't, honestly, like, I probably will get this because maybe I'll get it signed. <laughs> maybe you can get an autograph. <laughs> I'll be yeah. like, hey, Maria. Yeah, and um, she's definitely into tracking people's progress. So, again, she said, tweet her at Marie Menudos. Let her know how you're doing. Send us pictures because we'd love to help promote your weight loss goals as well. And there's, you know. like like Joyce saying, there's some great pictures of food in here. And it's very, I mean, <laughs> Good job, Steven. a lot Tons of step-by-step, step, like, um, how she's working out and her journey, not only like physical but also like mental during it it seems like and she so. eats atrocious <laughs> i don't know if you've ever been around her i was in an event with her and she was eating like potato skins and like french fries and just well, she's also a, a you know really athletic i mean mm-hmm. she works out a lot too so. Yeah, and if you watch the show, she has the gym like right in her house. And yeah, I would work out all the time if I had a gym in my got, house. You gotta have a cheat day. <laughs> just just one day where it's just, Listen, just terrible. I have on the episode of Bar Rescue, yeah. one of the items. I have on... a cheat year. Is that bad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how that works. It's fine. Beat Cheese and Sister on the way. Mm. Get that book. Let us know how you, th- how you feel, how you think. We'll do it on. All right, let's talk some more about this affair that we have going on because. It's blatant now. I still can't be mad at them. I don't know. I mean, I know it's wrong, but I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm not mad at them. For <laughs> I'm it. not mad. I'm disappointed. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, a little hurt, a little in your feelings. I, about you it. know what? I am a little bit. A little I just, bit. I, you know, he, I don't know why I like. I hold them up to like this higher, you know, place than than maybe people on other shows where I'm like, ooh, an affair. Like here, I'm like, no. Well, going back to to your question about them about well, Anna. Should she feel bad about her husband and, you know, thinking that he's dead and all that? I think the tough thing is, well, the real question uh, is, is did she ever love him in the first place? Because they were betrothed to, to, to one another um, by law, not not by love. That's what I was know? thinking, too. Like, so, do they really love each other exactly. to begin with? But so, did, have, they sure. haven't explored that that much, though, in the not show. Not not so much. I mean, they, they've done it so m- but much more with Abe because, oddly enough, his wife now was betrothed to his brother before mm-hmm. he died strange like, like truly a sister wife so <laughs> uh we know that maybe he doesn't love it that much but um well and he feels responsible for his yeah. brother's death as we found out yeah, last, no, last week, week and so sure. he felt yeah. like it was his duty but it's still like come on guys yeah. shouldn't anna be running around with like a scarlet letter i mean <laughs> 
Am I, I wrong? But, I mean, shouldn't she have like the big? Now like, that everybody knows, I'm just saying. Well, I don't think they know the extent that it's that it's still going. But I feel like in that time, whatever you know, whatever interaction in that sense you have, like it's just all bad. Yeah. Well, I feel like too. They and they talked about when they left to go to Brooklyn. She's like, you don't need to worry. Are you kidding me? He's selling off her crops. Her husband's in prison because of his fault. So, like, they were so mad at each other when they left. Everyone probably still thinks they're mad at each other. Yeah. Mm. She, should, she, she is selling off her crop. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> literally selling the field of hay. Yeah. Just going to let that hang wow. for a minute. <laughs> All right. Okay. And I, I don't know. I feel like it's, like, blatant at this point, though, and it's going to get him in trouble. Oh, definitely. They're being like, He's not going now. home. And little yeah. by little, everything that he's hiding, not everything, but lots of the stuff that he's hiding is getting found out by Mary or by someone else. So mm. eventually this is going to come bite him yeah. in the butt. But, I mean, up there they still look kind of normal because she's supposed to be posing as his wife, I believe, <laughs> while yeah. they're in, in, um, in uh, what, New York. Um, so I guess it's, it really comes down to whether people in New York know them from Satagat. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, homie, <laughs> I saw you, you know, pose. I'm going to go back and tell your wife. Because yeah. I, I was here on vacation. I just happened to see all this philandering going on. Although I doubt but. Mary would be so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Mary, once she found the um, the book at the end and he said, oh, you know, she's going to be like, oh, you're a spy. Maybe then she'll think, oh, wait, maybe he's actually not fooling around with Anna, mm-hmm. but she's in on it. So then he'll get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> for a little and bit. that's a good point. Do you, think that that's gonna, do you think that's going to come up <laughs> Honey, next Honey, I was just spying. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Well, because she has information now. Mary found the book, mm-hmm. as we saw. And obviously she's going to question him, as we saw in the preview for next week. But do you think he'll implicate anyone else? Do you think he'll just outright tell her everything? Or do you think no. he'll say, uh, it's not mine, I'm holding it for a friend? Maybe. I mean, she's been it's not mine. It's not mine. It's not mine. It came with the house. I didn't know he was spying. I thought he just liked to write numbers and letters. I, I didn't know. <laughs> well, we had an entire episode where Simcoe essentially framed an entire group of people to get what he wanted. Yeah. So Abe could try to play it off as this is something, you know, the British have planted on me. I have nothing to do with this. Conspiracy. I like yep. it. The bad thing is then what if he turns over the book? You know, if he's, if, if, if he's trying That's to convince true. Mary that, that it's the British that are doing this to him, then, you know. Then he has to turn over the book to Exactly. To be uh, like, oh, they're trying to get and me. That, and then all the information. A bunch of information. Yeah. I think he has to. Good old Moses. Thanks, what buddy. Idiot. I know. Let me just turn everybody in. Oh, y'all going to jail me up, too? Y'all going to hang me, too? I turned in the homies. Like, I thought we were cool. You should have known better. Yeah, you should have known left like you were supposed to and got out of town. Yeah, skipped town, he might have made it out. Obviously, he's not well Well, Haven does. And he tells him, like, meet me in my boat. We'll get out of here. And then we find later that Haven shows up with Caleb and Ben. And he tells him about what's happening in town. And he's like, everyone's in trouble, so you should probably be aware which mm-hmm. also sets up next week. So let's talk about that right now while yes. we're on topic of Ben and Caleb. Because we had a little bit with them here and there. We started off the episode with our good friends General George Washington. Yes! And so good to see him Nathaniel Sackett. Nathaniel. Yes. Stephen Root, Ian Khan, welcome back. We missed you. Mm-hmm. We'll see you in episode number 11. That's season two, episode one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're looking for. His hint, math hint. checks out. It sure does. It does. Yeah. Double check your calculator. Going through my head. I'm like, hmm, huh. Yeah, you guys are funny. <laughs> Real funny over there. Keep it up. Uh, so we find out that there's this plan now, based on all the information they've gathered, uh, based on Abe submitting the stuff he copied out of the notebook from a couple weeks ago. They find out that the plan for the British is to move their men from the south and head north towards New York. So now they have this counter plan to move their troops around and be on the north side, pretending like they're the plan is working, but it's really just to counter what they're doing so that they can attack. Going to make them think that we don't know what they know that we know. <laughs> or something like that. I think that's right. <laughs> Sounds good to me. It's yes. When when Ian was in the studio, was he wasn't he saying that, you know, George Washington was very calculative. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He okay, wasn't. He, he wasn't. wasn't a good so, strategist. So it's it's very interesting to see. You know, this um, just won't work. 
<laughs> Perhaps. Well, maybe not, but he's got a lot of people, you know, there to advise him, to give him the best advice that they can. So it might not work, but at the same time, I I mean, Samuel, um, oh, I'm going to, sorry, Stephen Root's character. Mm-hmm. Um, is his name Nathaniel Sackett, Nathaniel right? Sackett. Yeah, yeah um, he, he's, he knows his stuff. He, you know, he's the espionage master. And so um, I, I think he's getting a lot of good advice. So even though Washington might not be a good strategist... No, well, although he does espionage, it's different than actual than than moving battle. troops and yeah. you know, but, but Ben is there position counter position, and even though Ben yeah. doesn't know, you know, espionage very well. He knows well. war. He knows He's strategy. Not together, these three will win the war yeah. with <laughs> our powers combined. <laughs> well, and it's I like this aspect of the. They only showed a brief minute, but one thing that I really took from it was when Washington was leaving. He was like, "Do what you think is best," which is. Basically, when they had that conversation about trust a few weeks ago and they weren't sure who trusted everybody, everyone trusts everyone now. Mm-hmm. Everyone has faith in everyone else's abilities. That's got Scott out of the way. He was such a downer <laughs> on that group. He might have got picked off somewhere. Yeah, he's, he's been given a lot of power and freedom by Washington to, to do what he wants. Well, he's coming he through. Is right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's, he's providing information that no one else is providing, and it's been right every time. So with the spying, I think Washington was really big into spies, and this is really where he thinks everything is going to go for them to win the war. So, you know, why not trust him? Do you think that next week's episode will change Washington's mind about... Just like, maybe I was ben? a little rash for giving yeah. you all that trust and authority. Yeah. Take this whole group of troops and mm-hmm. attack. We'll find out. Well, especially because be they're not going to go do the original plan. They're going to talk it. Right. So, I mean, exactly. if I'm General Washington, I'd be a little bit, I'd you know, like, PO'd about that. You're not doing your job. You're not yeah. doing what I gave you freedom to do. <laughs> well, you gave him freedom. There's your first mistake. So, since we're talking about Ben and Caleb, I actually want to skip back in time a little bit here. I want to talk about... You want to turn back time? I want to turn back time. <laughs> da, 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 I can find a way. <laughs> I can find a way because Aldous Hodge is sitting in the studio. So, I want to talk about my favorite part last week when you killed two squirrels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like because in your face. Last week we had the, we had oh. the standoff scene where Rogers had chased down Ben and Caleb yeah, and you we were with a, them at, uh and our one Indian standoff. friend who got shot. He's our he's our red star Trek guy whose name we don't know. <laughs> you know the one that always gets killed in the corner. Exactly. So I want I want to know more about that. Like that night when you're filming there, tell us about that. I uh well the night great night man, great, but it was very very cold. We've, um, <laughs> we've learned that Virginia is cold in winter. Yeah, I, I, I assume from the other guys. Yeah, we guys were there with the you know polar vortex and all that. Yeah, it was yeah. Oh it was rough. Oh. I tell you this much: I've been in this business twenty five years. That was the roughest time <laughs> I've ever had shooting on location. Great cast, great crew. The weather, however, was a whole different story. But um, yeah, I mean, we were out there. Uh, Angus, he's great cat great guy to work with uh you know perfectionist and and a professional on top of his game um but we we just had a good time trying to vibe uh (laughs) the worst of it we didn't get the worst of it (laughs) the worst of it was our indian friend oh yeah because they had the indian outfit on yeah well the thing is i mean we're all in honest period clothes so Mm -hmm. he's sitting out there steve he's he's sitting out there you know with fake with blood on, pretty much oh my gosh, nothing but a loincloth off. You know, we got to keep pouring this this water oh. on him. You know, in the scene, uh, Richard Rogers pours like whiskey on him just to to kill the bacteria so he can start uh, prepping his wound. He's pouring water on him. It's like oh, that's so know, cold. Fifteen degrees freezing out there. Cold. Yeah, it's freezing. Jeez. It like turns the ice on his skin. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so he was a trooper, man. So he was a, he, he was a trooper, but. Uh, where the whole squirrel thing comes in, um, as as my character grows into the story, he's trying to prove himself to Richard Rogers because uh, he's trying to earn his freedom. He was he was under the impression that he had gotten his freedom papers, he was good, but now he realizes he kind of has to work for it a little <laughs> bit more. Um, so he's really trying to prove his value as a citizen, as a man, you know. And when Richard tells me about going to get the squirrel that you're gonna need your gun he's like look i got this because he <laughs> no look he's he's african he's he's a messiah warrior um but he came to the states when he was eight so he grew up with a very different perspective of 
who he is, but he's trying to retain most of what he what he comes from. So he's like, look, man, we used to do this as kids. This is nothing to me. Go catch a squirrel. I got look, I got you. I'm gonna catch two in the pitch dark in the night. dark of night. Here you go in without a musket, without a knife. You should have brought like a deer or something. Like, just look like, at this. Hauled it in. Like yo, got it. You want you want some steaks? I got some steaks. Yeah, I got some. Here's a mountain lion. Yeah. yeah. Anything yeah. else you need? I mean, I I with my bare hands. <laughs> with my bare hands. But um, it, it was rough shooting that scene because there was a train going by, and, and cold as it was, I mean, we couldn't feel our, our, our fingers or toes. Mm, yeah. But every time we would get in, get in the middle of a good scene, you just hear this train oh, horn going. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, somebody shoot the train, Somebody tell them to stop blowing the horn. I'm yeah. just saying, do y'all really need to make deliveries? What did you guys do? Trains? <laughs> what did you guys do in between takes to keep warm and to just make sure you weren't going to catch hypothermia or something? I mean, they had these uh, space heaters, and... The space heaters were good, but the problem was after being out there for so long, you could put your hand literally right up to the fire. Couldn't feel nothing. <laughs> you end up burning your hand because you're so yeah. close to those space heaters. Literally couldn't feel anything. So we just said, look, let's make this change out. These these, these camera the lynch changes as, as quick as possible uh, for the close-ups and all that. And we're just going to stay here and, and power through it. Because Tough it out, yeah. It was easier to just stay cold and let your body acclimate to that as opposed to getting warm and going back and getting cold again. I think, yeah, that's definitely worse. Because have yeah. you ever been, except for your scene with Abigail, you're outdoors in every scene pretty yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just thinking about that. I'm like, I don't oh, think there's a moment where yeah. you've been indoors. Really? Right when you were in the prison, after you had been released, but yeah. they like, took you and you're fighting those guys with the sticks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that one right there, um, I, I had some very thin. Shirt yeah, you had a like a cut, like a, it was a shirt. <laughs> yeah, a shirt, shirt. Right yeah, the there. Fight Club moment. And then I had to get knocked down on the floor, which Jeez. just was nothing but no. nice ice and snow. <laughs> that particular day uh, was awkward because the start of the day, everything was cool. It was it was brisk. It was a little chilly, but it was cool. So we go and we shoot the the big fight scene uh, in the ring. Me and uh, and and uh, my boy Chris J, who played the other Queens mm-hmm. Ranger, and. You know, we'd get that done. We're tired, sweating. You know, we're exhausted because this fight scene. Yeah, it's a tough scene. Running. After that, we go out to shoot the uh, scene outside, the fight outside. And <laughs> it's like a foot of snow. It's coming down hard on us. The weather forecast says, like, it's 11 degrees. It feels more like 5 degrees. Oh, my God. Um, and we didn't expect the snow to come down on us as hard as it was. So, you know, we're getting up there. We're, we're slipping in the middle of the snow uh, doing these scenes on this very, very thin wooden bridge that we have to fight on. Uh, we got the scene done. I'm amazing that we got as much coverage as we did. <laughs> yeah, it came out great, too. <laughs> I was actually I was very proud of it. I was happy because I was like, look, this is the first fight scene that I really get to, you know, put my foot in. I want it to be great because I grew up a martial artist. And on my last series, uh, Leverage, five years of, uh, of an amazing time, but I was playing the computer nerd, so I never got to <laughs> fight nothing. So what, what is, does your martial arts background uh, look like? What, what type of martial arts did you study? My original discipline is Southern Shaolin Kung Fu, but uh, I started probably when I was like five or six. But over the years, I mean, it pretty much stayed with the traditional Chinese styles, Wushu, uh, Wing Chun, but I love Muay Thai. Capoeira, uh, Hok Chu, uh, Kali, which is like Philippine stick and knife fighting, Eskrima. Um, uh, you know, I, I like to kind of diversify what what I'm getting my body, you know, acclimated to and trained for just because when you're fighting somebody else and you need to kind of switch up just to adapt to what they're doing, it's easier. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think I, I respect karate, but if all you know is karate, it's a little bit one-dimensional, mm-hmm. you know, and it's easy to get around somebody who just knows karate because it's kind of like they, it's all power, streamlined. It's hard fighting somebody who does jujitsu because then, you know, they're grappling and all that kind of – I mean, I can go on for a while. <laughs> like, but I'm just saying I diversify, but I love uh, traditional Chinese styles because that's just what I grew up knowing. Do you have a background in so stunts cool. as well or anything? or you- uh, Not – I would say not professional. Yeah. <laughs> You're an actor I mean, who does stunts, not I, so much. I do, yeah. I, yeah. I beg to do my stunts. And when it came to uh, turn and, and uh, uh, working with uh, the stunt coordinator, Kid Richmond, um, we talked about it. He said, you know, what are you comfortable with? I said, look, man, if this is a fight, I just want to get down and do the whole thing. 
because to me as an actor, it's part of my job as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is just as, as as much as it is to to deliver the lines and you know. Uh, being able to perform a stunt and perform it well, you're still in your character's body, so it's still a performance piece. It's still acting, um, and it's just fun. I mean, <laughs> when you can go look at a scene, hey, I did that. I was whooping butt. Yeah. <laughs> you sitting there, yeah, I look cool. That you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I don't, I don't care how cool you want to be. The cool points roll in when you do a nice fight scene, and everybody's like, "Oh, you really what butt?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, yeah, you know." <laughs> you, can top, you can top anybody by saying, "I did it in the snow." No, without I did it in the snow. Didn't break degrees. my ankles, almost, but I didn't. Yeah, it didn't. Right. Got good balance. But, it probably um, motivates you, you know, because you're like, oh, I'm so angry and cold. Like, I'm just going to punch something. It, it did, actually. We were so cold that we just wanted to get through it. So every take, we were trying to be as spot on as possible. I mean, we, in general, want to make every take count. But when you're that cold and your body is fighting, you're saying, hey, hurry up. We need to survive. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how many hours we got left in it. You know, um, you have to just come with your A game and be on point as much as possible. But uh, yeah, every time we get any kind of stunt involved, I love to be as, as integrated as possible. And, and I mean, I love stunt, man. It's, it's not, not to degrade um, uh, them or to take away a job. Um, but I love to incorporate that as much as possible because, like I said, it's a part of, it's, it's just another tool it's in the arsenal. It's part of your performance, exactly. Yeah, and it keeps you in character, keeps you in the mode for what his mind and development yeah. is. The problem is I'm just not scared of any crazy stunt. Getting hurt? No, that's, I'm not. No, I'm not it's like a good yeah. and a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, if you tell me to do some crazy stuff just regularly, I'll, I'll take a second thought about it. But if we're on set and we're like, hey, here's a stunt. you got to jump off a 50-foot building. Okay. Done. <laughs> Let's go. Chain me in. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, I begged to do my stunts. On, on my last series, Leverage, we had a stunt running across a train. We had to jump from a bridge onto a moving train. I begged them for weeks. They said no. Because, <laughs> well, yeah, I, they can't, just in case anything happens, exactly. you know, you're the face. This is this character. little thing called insurance. Uh, you know, hey, really? hey oh, is that an earthquake? earthquake going on in the studio <laughs> hey, here? Right. Or a really big truck. Yeah. <laughs> There's that stupid train. God. <laughs> God, that train's just following you everywhere. everywhere. Man. Yeah. Hope so, this goes viral like that newscast. <laughs> like the newscast. Oh, my God. This is like that. Everyone get on the desk. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Back. See, see, but you, you can't go under the desk first. You have oh. to make sure the I lady. Know, right? That's where he messed up. I wouldn't up. go under the desk That's where he messed up. He was the first one down. I was like, bro. That poor guy, too. I watch KTL <laughs> in the mornings most yeah. of the time. Oh, we're having a, it's an earthquake. Yeah. I don't know. So this is a, a perspective question in relation mm-hmm. to a potential season two. Because we've seen a lot of development with your character here in the last couple weeks. Where would you hope that they would take your character? It's hard. I'm not sure. I, I, I understand where my character's allegiance lies. Right. And it's not, I don't think it's necessarily with Richard Rogers. I think it's with trying to be a free man, right you now. But he also has allegiance to Abigail, and I'm certain they're going to cross paths again. But Abigail is still tied to Anna, and, and you know she's sort of getting abreast of the whole the spy ring thing. So it's really ambiguous where my character could go. I hope <laughs> <laughs> that he. Um, it's fun riding with Richard Rogers, but I hope that he, to some degree, I don't know, maybe becomes a bit of an insurgent in the in the Richard Rogers camp. Maybe Abigail Gets convinces him. him some kind of way, and he's like, "All right, well, I'll spy for you on the inside <laughs> here." You know, I think that would be pretty fun. But uh, if not, uh, I know he's definitely still a Queens Ranger, and we'll see where that takes him. Uh, we'll see how far he goes with with Richard Rogers on that one but I, I would like to be a little bit of an insertion <laughs> get my own spy game going get them back I'd like to see that like I said I, I, the last couple weeks you've been talking about your character and like where it's going to go because you know obviously being with Rogers uh, you know because you could go with him and you could stay with him and you've already started to prove yourself to him right. you know as an ally and someone who can help him but then, you know, again, we don't know. So Well, and then I also think Rogers isn't traditional in terms of, I mean, he doesn't treat you, you know, as much like a slave as other people do as well. Yeah. So, and I can only see that relationship developing more where maybe he would eventually say, I will give you your freedom, in which case then, you know, your allegiance would be well, that, with him. That's where the 
interesting dichotomy lies with their relationship is Rogers sees him purely as I think a trainee. I think mm-hmm. the the slave yeah, thing is gone. soldier. Yeah. Yeah. you know he's like color doesn't matter, race doesn't matter. Yeah. I think from the moment he saw me, you know, break the sticks yeah. and fight, he was like, "I can use this kid. This is what you are to me." You know, and and the rest of it, all that the slavery boy. The, no, no, no. He's like, you can earn your spot. I mean, granted, he's aware of it because we have that great scene where uh, he's telling me that you know, hey, look, one of these days I will give you your name back. You know, so there's a bit of, you know, yeah. ownership issue going on there. But I think more more or less that was him saying you can earn your place in the world here, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I will help you get there as long as you help me. You're <laughs> proving yourself, right? <laughs> because it's purely an asset at this point. You know, he's just like, look, uh, I mean – Jordan is purely an asset to Rogers at this point. He knows he can fight. He's got these hunter skills that are crazy. Um, and he's a bit more valuable in those terms than his current Queens Rangers. You know, he saw something different. So he's like, eh, let me see where, where I can, you know, tie this kid to my hip and see where it goes. And we're seeing that, too, with all the British characters. Because even with Abigail mm-hmm. and her situation, you know, because at this point, you know, slavery is outlawed in, in England. Right. And so these people, you know, view the, the characters that are the slaves more freely than what the Americans do because they still see them in that that light. Right. And I think that's going to change the dynamic throughout the season or next season of the show where these people that are the slave characters are going to associate more with the British mm-hmm. and cause issues. Yeah, and I know that was something that was very important for the producers and the writers to... to that was an important part of the story to tell because they wanted to integrate the um, black history that was there that usually gets negated, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when it comes to telling these stories. Like, hey, where, where was the brothers at? You know? <laughs> well, you it know, started like we that. <laughs> this, this show did. The first couple episodes, all of a sudden, uh, I know I was I was looking up, like, you know, actors and stuff, and I'm mm-hmm. like, who's Abigail? Have we met her yet? And then all of a sudden the episode came where we started to right. actually see these characters, and it was like, okay, they are going to touch on that subject because they didn't. For a while, yeah, they, for a they sort of like kept it at a distance. <laughs> yeah, like oh, we're we're focusing on other characters right, right. now. And it was it was interesting. It's like, are we going to dance around that, or are we going to like get to the meat of it? And it's mm-hmm. nice to see that they're acknowledging it. Yeah, they're getting right in there. It's it's uh, <laughs> definitely important for them, but it's also important to stay as factual as possible for them because this is um, aside from the book that it's based off of, you know, Washington Spies and Washington's uh, Secret Six. Um, you know they're dipping into the history and and trying to, I mean every you know we're we're telling it from our perspective, trying to make it as cool and awesome as possible, <laughs> <laughs> but also as factual as possible, so people can, you know, get a different side of the inception of you know spies and Washington, how he came to be, how America sort of came to be, because it, it's a sort of about the foundation of you know, how America started and how yeah. we got to where we are right now. So it's very important to, to integrate the black history and, and the, the evolution of the slave as much as possible because it was very prominent and it plays a part. Like Abigail, she's playing her part. That's, you know, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Last week, I think we asked Adara this question, but was there anything, you know, while doing research that you found that was surprising or something that you hadn't learned before? The most surprising thing for me was uh, earning earning their freedom. Um, this, uh, I mean, I know there was still some some freedom issues going on, but being a slave, being able to earn his freedom, and then become inducted in the Queen's Rangers camp as early on, I didn't know that before. I didn't know that um, that you know black people were allowed to. Uh, become soldiers for the queen back in the day. Uh, so that was, that was a nice little surprise. <laughs> yeah, and we see that even later in history, too, with uh, people being able to join up in the militias on the American side, and yeah. they can earn their freedom as well if they serve so much time so much, exactly. as a soldier. So that was a cool yeah, cool history fact that yeah. they are incorporating. So let's move on, because I want to talk some more about the trouble in Setauket. Because <laughs> our, our primary plot this week is revolving around Setauket and the goings on of Hewlett and Simcoe, up to no good. Poor, is Simcoe, it wonderful Bu- person he Bu- is. Bufal, Bucephalus. Yeah. I was like, wait, yeah. I wrote it. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> it's a tough name. Yeah. Bucephalus. What a name for a horse. 
it's do, do we know cool if that then. was a reference to anything? Isn't Persephilus I mean, a historical or like a Greek or a? It sounds like it, but I, I wouldn't know. Well, let's let's <laughs> Google it right now while we talk about something let's else. Look it yeah. So up. anyway, the plot starts off uh, this week where we see Simcoe and Hewlett talking, and he's talking about it's been a month basically since he set off on this mission to find the Brewsters and the Talmages and this list, this New York petition. Uh, according to Wikipedia, which uh, you, is always accurate, you beat me. was the horse of Alexander the Great. Yes. Okay. Ah. There you go. Which makes sense why Hewlett would name his horse yeah. after yeah. that. Yeah, that know? makes sense. Yeah. And he loved that horse. So he's loved, loved that horse. Thinking he's, he's you know, great. He cried for that horse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the horse is poisoned by an apple, nonetheless. Right after Simcoe feeds him. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So at that point... When you know the apple is com- coming from Simcoe, did you think that it was specifically Simcoe doing something, or did you see that this was going to lead up to a whole series of events? I thought it was Simcoe originally, um, but then I started thinking, like like you mentioned earlier, last time he was accused of of you know murder, it wasn't him. Yeah, and but then as the episode went on, he was so adamant about finding out, you know, all these other things. As he always is. And it kind of made me feel like, is he covering up? Like, did he actually start this? Did he actually kill Bucephalus? I don't know. I'm I'm still on the fence. Uh, At at first, I jumped on. I was like, Simcoe did it. Like, oh my gosh. But then, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. It's like, well, the last time we all thought he committed murder, he was innocent. That's what he wants (laughs) you to think. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, but he's, he's just causing so, you know, Making people He's decide. Stirring the pot. Let's see. Yeah, here's the thing. The pot, exactly. Simcoe waited uh, until he had his back turned to feed. He, I mean, he tucked the apple out he of his back pocket. Suspicious. It was real shady how he did it, <laughs> yeah. and it wasn't. Uh, it, it wasn't a. Uh, uh, the apple it was Simcoe's. I thought it was, it was his own. he took it from the bowl. Oh, I thought I saw him pull it from his it, satchel. I, I think it from his pocket. I, I could have sworn I saw him take it from the bowl. He maybe, but he might have swapped really it too. About it. Yeah, swapped maybe it. he swapped I, it. I think it putting was the poison on behind his back, feeding him <laughs> first, and then I think Simcoe fed okay. him second. Yeah. I think. I'm, don't I might don't quote it. me on that. Well, and it was convenient that <laughs> part of the apple was left on the floor. You know, so it was like, oh, you could the find it. It smells funny. It must be poison because it smells like almonds and. All poisons smell like almonds. <laughs> Lovely and well, delicious. Well, I think cyanide does. Yeah. I think cyanide smells like almonds. How would you? Well, and I, I like to. Yeah, I'm like. It's in a book. It Megan was in a detective did it. Book. He, well, he <laughs> waited. Megan killed the cephalon. Don't, <laughs> don't drink the water. <laughs> mm, is this vitamin water? It smells like smells almonds. Like <laughs> delicious. Well, I like to that he waited to suggest that it might have been someone else until after the doctor came and like examined the horse and smelled the apple and was talking to him and you could tell he was really upset about the fact that his horse was killed and he goes well maybe it was someone else you eat those apples too don't you mm-hmm. like oh do oh you do i don't remember you eating those but do you just you know <laughs> and like mm-hmm. richard said how can Lucas Brewster, someone who has palsy, be capable of mixing and creating a poison that would kill a, a, yeah. an animal that size? Or a person or anything. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to say well, that Simcoe's guilty of something like that. Well, I think it, by the end of the episode, we can tell that he's the one that orchestrated all of this. But, um, but in terms of, like, it was very interesting. Kind of another red flag was the name of, you know, the family member. Lucas that, Brewster. Exactly, Brewsters. Brewster. And Simcoe obviously has it out for Talmadge and Brewsters in town. And so everything he's like How convenient. Them. He's on the top of my list. <laughs> How convenient. It's unfortunate, so though, with that. that plot that it actually sort of worked out in Simcoe's favor, even though it could have gone horribly wrong and, you know, Abe could have solved everything. Dang you, Talmadge. Samuel Talmadge <laughs> couldn't keep his mouth shut. Mm-mm. I don't know. I, I, I like the core team as well. I thought that was a great mm-hmm. team. I it did, was, too. Yeah. I think that was probably some of the best we've seen I of was, Abe. I was cringing I was saying, for yeah. Abe, though, because it was so such a desperate attempt to, you know, be the bad lawyer, be the bad judge. And, well, yeah. it was working for a while. Yeah. Uh, to an extent, but yeah. But, but I, think, I think it still so kind of worked, to yeah. be honest. I mean, I they had um, Nathaniel Talmadge that did that speech at the end where obviously he's convinced the whole town that he's with the British now. He's not, he's not with the rebels, you know? I mean, obviously I think Simcoe was kind of looking at this guy like, I'm not sure I trust him and he's after my potential. I have a chance woman, you know, and I don't think Hewlett suspects it either. So I think actually his attempt to be 
you know, a bad bad lawyer was was yeah, great. I think he was too. I yeah, think he played nothing well. else, he's putting on a great cover for himself. Um, even if his attempts to sort of like save other people kind of fall short, he's he's creating a really good cover for himself. And I kind of have to wonder, like, if you're a person in this town, how would you look at Abraham? Would you kind of look at him as like the spoiled son of a judge and nothing else? Or would you be like, this guy, he's I kind probably, of all over the place. I probably would look at him like the spoiled son of the judge. I probably would too. He's gotten his butt saved so many times by his dad and he, he has some sort of immunity to an extent mm-hmm. of, for a lot of things yeah, yeah. I, I liked how he though with the with the gun and, and he's like <laughs> you should have known that boy and he in his head he's like i, I did, I, did yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to save your butt and then you just ruined the whole thing afterwards trying talking to back you. to you yeah, yeah. Wink, like that's wink. where you kind of want to be like um i'm actually a spy guys like play along play along be like, cool I, need, guys. I just need you to just turn down for a minute just, yeah, just turn, turn it down, turn it down. Just but, and, he, and he did he had the, at that point like convinced everyone and everyone was sort of like mad at abe for the way he was acting but it was almost like he was rallying all of them together like anna asked him you know leading these people at that point they were like kind of like oh stop being so mean to lucas and I feel like he could have, like, led a charge right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's, yeah, trying to get these people riled up. I think he was trying to do that with his with his dad with the tombstones a few episodes ago. And his dad, although what he did was smart for his benefit, didn't really help rally the town against, the, you know, all the British that are in there. But and all this of that, was starting to do that. All of that has come back. You know, they... Um, uh, Talmadge brings it up. He's like, "Look, they took my church. Uh, they, you know, they they they've taken our tombstones, and now now this has happened, and now they've taken our freedom. You know, they they were sent here to subjugate us." Yeah, mm-hmm. I was I was just about to touch on that because I think it's it's bad <laughs> <laughs> as bad as it was that he put himself in that position. He shot himself in the foot. Um, it still was a necessary speech because. Then you have the entire entire town looking at themselves now mm-hmm. in his shoes, and he may have done just an equal amount of service as Abe was trying to do, mm-hmm. um, but still, it, it doesn't make Hewlett like him anymore, or want to yeah. save him, or like, not send him to the Jersey. <laughs> like by saying that, maybe it helped the town more, but yeah. he could be the price but of that. He could be, possibly yeah. sealed He's his own fate. A little bit yeah. of a martyr, yeah. and the rest of the gang that was with him that didn't do nothing. Which is interesting because when we were watching the episode, and I said this out loud, uh, in the show, we know coming up with the Culper Ring, there is going to be a Culper Senior. And I almost thought that that could have been the moment where we are introduced, you know, as Talmadge is a very good potential person to be that character. He's at the right age where he could be his father. He has the the desire and the, the drive to to spy. So why couldn't that be the potential person we see? But if he gets killed next week, then, you know... He might just we get sent to the Jersey. Which is basically yeah. a death yeah. sentence yeah. anyway. We we saw the conditions of the Jersey. But what there's so many of them there, yeah. can't they? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they can all rebel together. Yeah, and if, if, if they decide to rebel, there's no reason that the British will be able to stop them. There's They outnumber them four to one probably. Even without weapons, they could take them. Well, if they wanted to. Even even Abe at the beginning of the episode, or not beginning, but like midway through when Anna's saying, you know, what we should do is go and shoot Hewlett and Simcoe right now. And Abe is like, and what? And, you know, put a flag up on, on Over the, the church. church. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, why not? And he's like, well, then what do we do? You know, it's basically like we'd be outnumbered. We, we wouldn't have anywhere to go. Yeah. And it would just be, you know, we'd be a bunch of sitting ducks, essentially. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anna's pretty gangsta for that one. I, I, I kind of <laughs> side like part with her on that one. <laughs> But I know that Abe has got to be thinking about the revolt that he caused when um, when his brother died and, and why he blames himself for that. And he's like, look, that was just a little hat on a pole. Like, if, if I'm we actually raise up <laughs> everybody goes. There's nobody being spared. So he's probably trying to figure out the smartest play to go about, which is why he did the whole thing in court. Look, yeah. I'll play the bad guy. I just need you to play the innocent and hopefully keep your mouth shut but <laughs> he is definitely yeah. getting a lot more savvy with being a spy and yeah. just you know being a, a lot more discreet as the episodes go by mm-hmm. yeah. it's helped a lot so I, no, I was going to ask do you think in the last episode because we've seen his character slowly build up to being a little more courageous and a little more outspoken in the things that he does do we think that we see him kill someone in episode 10 I think so mm. 
Uh, or if not, at least try to. Because we saw him um, try to... Um, we tr- saw him try to shoot Simcoe a couple episodes ago, and he would have tried again if he wasn't talked down from it. Right. So um, if things are escalating to the point where the preview made it look like they've escalated into a full-on battle, uh, I, I don't see any reason why he would hold back. Uh, yeah, I agree. And like I said, I think that's what it's building to, that potentially we're going to see him cause an issue where he's shooting someone or killing someone because that's what it's leading to. That's what he needs to do to survive and that's what needs to happen with the show. Do you think he kills somebody to prove that he's with the British like to the British or do you think he kills somebody that's British to prove that he's a rebel, I think with though? I think with this week coming up if, if there's a rebellion based on what the previous showed us he's going to kill probably one of the soldiers. He it's might be a just tough kill episode for yeah. Abe. Yeah, he might kill somebody. Maybe Baker. I think Baker's going to Maybe not to do it to, like, prove anything. It might just happen. Yeah, poor Baker. We we got a little Baker, bit of his yeah. character's backstory yeah. today. Yeah. He's an orphan. Why he believes uh, in love. And I'm kind of hoping for him America. and Mary to hook up, though. Do we think that's going to happen? I mean... If there's a season two, Someone's got to lay in that bed. I yeah. mean, granted, granted, he did take a couple lashes sort of for her. Yeah. yeah. Right, you know, um, Thomas, who plays Baker, is a great guy as well. Um... Yeah, we I tweeted him. Every, I do. Every, I send him an episode every week. So. Yeah, he's one of the first guys I met when uh, when I got down there. Um, and he was trying to trying to um, give me the layout of, of, of everything and said, look, it's just going to be cold. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> it up. <laughs> but I think uh, I like the way they're developing his character. And he definitely plays a much more major role later on in the story. But I, I sort of see something happening with him. Yeah. Barry. I mean, She's I wouldn't alone feel too bad. Often. Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't feel bad. I would no. cheer for that. Yeah. I'd be happy that Mary. I think I cheer for that. Someone if who loves Abe her could do it. Mary could do it. <laughs> I feel like I cheer more for that than I do for Abe and Anna at this point because I'm still, like I said, I'm disappointed Mary didn't in them. Do yeah, I mean, she, maybe she's not the best wife for him, but. She's she's never been unfaithful. She's a little bit of a nag, but you know when you know your husband's potentially going to go out and like bang some other woman, I guess he wouldn't the, be the a little. The thing that makes me really weary about that, you know, the whole Abe and Anna situation, and possibly Marion Baker, is just the fact that there's little Thomas. Like, yeah, that's it's the poor kid. kid. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. That's the only thing that would make me be such like, a good kid Stop. too. So quiet. Yeah, he's hard. <laughs> they had a great actor. Yeah. yeah, never act, never cries. But he's never. a little, you know, mischievous, finding things, <laughs> finding <laughs> things he has no board. business looking for. It's like his dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good. He gets like, it honestly, then, like right? Perfect. <laughs> All right, so I think that pretty much wraps up what we have to chat about this fine week. Dun, dun, dun. But I know it's getting to that time <laughs> of the show. Um, so first off, thanks guys for tuning in. We appreciate you being here. You can check us out on iTunes. You can get us on the YouTube. Feel free to go on there. Leave us comments. Rate us. Give us five stars. Tell us what you think. Tell mm-hmm. us what you're feeling. We love questions. Feel free to tweet at us. We're all about the show. We're all about answering your questions. We love it. So I want to know, since it's that time of the show, about some predictions that you guys may have for next week's episode. Ooh. And now, I know. After I love the lights. <laughs> I love the lights, too. All right. So I'm going to let the guests go first. <laughs> Jimmer Hodge, yes. well, you're not in next week's episode, correct? I am not. Okay. Unfortunately, Damn. then we don't get to see you again. So what That means I, there has to be a season yeah, two. I'm not dead. I'm not yes, dead. We so love that you're not dead. That's the best part. You're not dead. So yes. I don't know what you know or don't know, but <laughs> next week we saw in the preview like, some battle, some craziness going on. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen next week? Give us a little prediction. I predict a big battle. That's all. <laughs> okay. Stuff is going to get blown up, destroyed. I, I can't give you allegiances. I'm just I'm on the inside track. That yeah, I can't. I can't ruin it for the people. All right, let's work down the chain of command here. One star general, Kristen Carroll. <laughs> um, I actually, I don't wonder if um we saw Nathaniel uh, Talmadge being held by Simcoe, but then we saw Simcoe later later. With blood on his face, I don't wonder if somebody maybe doesn't shoot him while he's holding him. Oh no! So oh, so Simcoe terrible. doesn't end up doing it, but I wonder if somebody else doesn't, and then that gives Ben even more willpower to fight against everybody because he's lost now his brother and his dad. I don't know. Could be. I think Lieutenant Megan Salinas. <laughs> I think honestly, I think Caleb and Ben. I think they're going to lose this charge against the town. 
I think that whatever sort of confrontation there is, uh, the British forces are going to win. I, you know, just because that's what causes more drama, and they're going to be beaten back, and that's going to cause a lot of drama. I mean, General Washington, we were talking about it earlier, is going to be like, maybe I shouldn't have had so much faith in you. Um, Abe is still going, but but at the same time, there's still a system in place for Abe to be a spy. Uh, if they win, you know, I, I I highly doubt Abe can continue to be a spy for them. So I see them losing this battle, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Oh, can I add something? You can. Since um, <laughs> Sela's with the group now, I predict, I think Abe might see him. And then it's going to be like, he's not going to say anything <laughs> to Anna, and that's going to oh, hurt their relationship. I was, I was just about to say, <laughs> do we think that Anna figures out if he's alive or not? Uh, I think I it'd be know. more interesting if, 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 Abe if Abe knows and doesn't yeah. tell her, kind of like how she knew that Simcoe wasn't dead. Right. I think that would be a more and interesting I, play. Because right now he's like, oh, I can fool around with her because her husband's dead. Exactly. But Okay, sorry. Ooh. That's or, it. Or he'll see Sela because Sela catches him and Anna somewhere. Making out <laughs> during the battle. <laughs> it's our last night. Let's do it. I mean, the horse it. was stomping the church down when they were getting busy. A little duality. <laughs> I don't uh, know if they heard that. That maybe the know. horse knew. And he's, and maybe that's Captain what Joyce. The horse. What do you think's gonna happen? Yeah, it, it was wasn't cyanide. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go along with what I said earlier and what Megan just mentioned. I think. Uh, Washington's trust in Ben is going to deteriorate because he totally veered away from the plan and. Yeah, whatever trust was built up is going to just be destroyed or compromised. All I know is it's going to end with a bang. Uh, uh, and we're going to turn around and wait for season two. Uh, Maybe somebody will turn. One. Megan's cringing in the corner. Oh, uh, We'll start that for season two. All right. So, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Alice. Where can the fans find out more about you if they want to check out stuff you're up to? Ah, well, I will keep you very well informed on my uh, my Twitter page, which is just at Aldous Hodge, or my Instagram feed, which is at Basil Hodge, B-A-S-I-L Basil. Hodge. That's, uh, that's my middle name, and it's oh. also the uh, the name of, I, I'm an neurologist, I design watches, I'm building a watch company called Basil Time Pieces. That's so, so cool. I actually wanted to ask you about that. <laughs> Do you make so. jewelry also? For myself, but uh, <laughs> are you wearing uh, yeah. nope, 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 nope. I'm not wearing my own jewelry. Well, uh, I love watches, so feel free to send yeah. us one <laughs> when it gets done. Yeah. I'm making a prototype Do you right take now. Commissions? Oh my goodness, that's so cool. cool. I'm starting a company with a buddy of mine where we will. But oh, <laughs> so, so, so if you're interested in a Basel watch, then check it out. <laughs> exactly, awesome. but uh, but yeah, so that's where Basel. Very comes cool. From. Awesome. Yeah. Well, again, thank you so much for coming in and thank hanging you out with for us. having me, man. This is awesome, <laughs> Kristen. Where can they find out about you? Uh, you guys can find me at on Twitter at Kristen K. Carol 13. Um, you can find me on Twitter at the Manguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-M. I'm also on the Attack on Titan and Sword Art Online panels here on Sunday nights. Dig it. Joyce? You guys can find me on Twitter at J Azuri and on Instagram at I-R-U-O-J-A. Hey, and as always, you can find me at RyanHooks92 on the Twitter, the Snapchat, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you, Aldis, for being here. We will catch you, you next week for the season finale of Turn yeah. Episode 10. Woo. For our panel here, over? I'm your host, Ryan, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.